Hi everyone, welcome back to another episode of The Raw Show with Michael McDonald and a very special guest. We have Janine Vosper joining me today. Janine, thanks for being a guest on the show. Oh, most welcome. Thanks for inviting me, Michael. So Janine is very passionate about empowering women in small businesses to provide women with skills to speak with confidence and share their business story with credibility and conviction. So a lot of this is about how to imagine, communicate your, your value as, as a business owner. But I thought we'd, we'd dive into your background, if that's okay, Janine. So could you share with us yes, where you were born and what it was like for you growing up? Okay, yeah, well, born in Brisbane and still living in Brisbane in Queensland, Australia. So, you know, the tropical, tropical sort of lifestyle, outdoor lifestyle, and was always the tomboy and absolutely into everything and, and always in trouble for just taking on everything that I shouldn't have been doing, just pushing boundaries. And it's sort of been part of my mantra, I think, for most of my life is that push the boundaries thing. All ah, right. So how, how early would you say that started then into something you've always done or something you've had to sort of learn as you go? Well, I remember when we grew up, there was uh, paddocks and fields opposite us and they, they were pulling down houses and, and we were able to just spend the weekend, the days, the holidays in these paddocks and swim in the creeks and 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 I don't remember how old we are, but we were, but it was, I remember it being quite young and not that the parents were neglectful they just knew that they could try you know we were just given that opportunity to do what we you know and, and to express ourselves and do that but one of the think times I remember when I sort of stood up for myself the first time I was in year seven at school so I was about 11 or 12 and our teacher made us sit in groups as opposed to in a normal classroom style and they there was this boy in the class that would just continually har- harass just because he was, was an 11 year old boy and I took him up to the headmaster the teacher wouldn't listen to me complain so I made him go to the headmaster and bypass the teacher because he I stood up to the teacher and he wouldn't do anything about it. So I, I made this boy go to the headmaster. So I do remember that time. And I think that was sort of the first time where I've gone, um, I'm, you're not listening to me, so I'm going to fix the problem myself. <laughs> have, you, have you had many moments like that where you, you've had to sort of take charge a little bit and, and try to, you know, make your point a bit more known? Yeah, and I've had a lot of times like that and for the last 20 years I've been a general manager of sales for, for a company and sometimes that look it gets you into those positions but it sometimes does put people off as well because other people wish they could do that so they when when they find somebody that's standing up for themselves and I think it's about valuing your own opinion and your own self and your own point of view that you you don't for women, some we often step back and allow others to sort of take that bit of spotlight and rather than standing up for ourselves. So I think I've sort of done it for a lot of times throughout my my life. I remember when I was first employed. Now, I, I left school at 15 and I didn't mean to, but I got a job in the local supermarket and 
I just loved it. And it was, it was quite a long time ago, Michael, and, and I got this $37 pay packet and I was so excited. It was blown away, you know, an incredible amount of money for a 15-year-old yeah, yeah. and decided that I wouldn't go back to school and this is great life, I will do this. But I had a bully of a boss and he wouldn't use my name Janine and he would call Bello from one end of the store to the other Jan and even when I was only 15 and 16 I would just ignore him and and the other stuff we were terrified and I was terrified of him too but again I just went that's I just won't I won't accept that it was just not acceptable that he would do that intentionally and, and he'd stand over me we'd be packing shelves and he'd stand over me and go did you not hear me calling you and I go no I didn't I didn't hear Janine called out once so yeah I, it, it, I think it's a bit in, it's definitely ingrained and, and obviously with my parents encouraged me to you know to be my own self as well not not to be put down I think that's definitely a big part of it so you have it you're born with it but you're also encouraged to express it which helps are there any are there any sort of things that you notice that perhaps were trained into you or you know looking back maybe with your parents or teachers or anyone in particular that that maybe helped you distill this sort of confidence in yourself and this ability to, to step up yeah i had I had actually had an interview with a lady from the States the other day and she was asked a very similar question. And I tried to think of it. You know, I, I do attribute it a, a lot to my mum who was the type of woman even, you know, this is we're talking about in the 60s who went out and you know, she did party plan and and also got a part-time job even with the kids at home and, and not because it was necessary but because she wanted to you know she wanted to have that independence herself and it not to the level of what I've done is sort of looking for the new opportunity or looking for a way to improve myself or looking for meet new people or get new ideas which is just sort of part of who I am or constantly doing it. but she she had that she'd be the one that would help out on the committees be at the school you know always there uh, available supporting and so that's definitely my first the first person that, that gave me you know, part of the wings to do with what I what I do and after I'd left the employment of that supermarket, I had a manager in a, I was working in a fashion store and this manager, again, she was, gave me the freedom to be able to make decisions. I think that's part of it. When you get somebody who isn't controlling and micromanaging you and you get somebody that allows you to, they recognize that there's something in you that can, is smart enough to make a decision or you know is can actually take control of a situation and manage it. even when I was quite young still then I was only 17 and I've tried to do that with my staff now is is to give them the knowledge and the ability but to let them go and and do what they they need to do and yeah so carry that on there so they're probably the two major influences that I've had over the time is there anything that you would maybe distill in someone that you had 
a lot of influence over. So this is kind of like, is there anything that you would do to, to help others or maybe maybe even give them the wings that they need to, to maybe believe in themselves a bit more? Because I'm, I'm aware that you mentioned before that a lot of people do tend to step back, particularly women when it comes to, to talking, you know, exactly kind of expressing their feelings as well. Like a, a lot of people do tend to hang back and they don't really express themselves, whether it be due to other people maybe stopping them from doing that. Maybe there's a bit of repression going on. Maybe as, as you said, with your, your manager calling Jan from across the room, maybe it is just those little things that, sort of chip away at someone's idea of standing out and, and doing things, you know, the way they want to do them and maybe even, yeah, maybe just, just sticking up for themselves, you know, it's, it's not, it's not overly complicated, but it's very easy to, it's very easy to stop someone from doing that. It's very easy to control people and force people to, to not do those things. So what would you do to maybe combat that? or at least allow people the, the strength to actually step up and, and stand out for themselves. And exactly what you said to Michael, it's, it's that chipping away at that level of confidence. And, it, and it, there's a few things, you know, that, so if it's been chipped away, you, you can't all of a sudden turn around one day and be a totally different confident person because you have to then build it up in increments as well. So that's part of our level of expectation of ourselves is, is often it is much too high that we expect us to be able to do something that, that we can't. So well, we think we can't, so we don't have a go at it. And so there's a couple of factors in there. I'm getting, I'm getting them mixed. They're getting them mixed up, but they're together. So the first thing is that just recognize that if something looks difficult to do and it's not something that you're comfortable with, don't have to jump in full on and, and go for it. Just take little steps towards it. You know, if you, you know, it's like running. If you have never run before, you wouldn't go out and run five kilometers. You, you would, get out and you might walk five kilometers and then the next day you might you know jog between the light posts and or so you build up in increments and that's the same with confidence and that belief in self is what was chipped away can be built up again but it it does need this it, you need to hang out with really cool people that will do that for you i i do not accept hanging around with people who pull pull me down at any level and and you know, sometimes they're part of our family. Sometimes they're, they're friends that we've hung on to for a long time. But they're not, if they're not giving you the, make it, no, not, they're not seeing the best in you and wanting the best for you and enabling you to be the best and not raising you up, then you really do need to remove them from your experiences as much as you possibly can so you know recognizing that you're taking little steps and not jumping in but you're taking steps is really vital and when i when i speak at events i often get people to a 30-day challenge that for 30 days they do something different that they hadn't done the day before so they add something new in that's going to strengthen their confidence muscle and every time you do that you feel a little bit better about yourself and so that's one thing and hang around with cool people who are going to raise you up is definitely a big one and remove the people that that 
pull you down and stop being a people pleaser you know i i have and i was just thinking about it before i've got some amazing friends at the that are just going some through some really struggling times at the moment so i i'm there for them you know i have no problem assisting them giving them time a shoulder to to, to lean on but they're the type of people who, when you do that, will then enable themselves and they'll move on. But if you're hanging around with people that that are draining your energy because they're not making those changes, then again, you need to remove yourself from that situation and and stop trying to constantly please others all the time. But it's one of the interviews that I had the other day too, somebody said to me that, and this is the coolest thing, that you are your first love. Isn't that cool? Yeah, it is. That you're, you are your first love and they are your first and most important love ever. And that is just, that, that was just such a great way to explain it because that's probably the best way to stand up for yourself is to love yourself enough to know that what you say and do is worthwhile i it's it's really cool that i just thought it was incredibly incredibly strong yeah definitely i mean there's, there's so many <clears throat> there's so many questions that i like to ask because you, you you sort of spoke about a lot that really put my my ears a little bit but i thought mm -hmm. we'd, we'd start with do you think that some of us at least actually let this happen maybe we, we do it to ourselves a bit more than other people do it to us or is, is there an element of letting this happen that perhaps some of it is is our own fault uh, our, not fault but choice it's our own choice I, it, we can't place blame on behaviors i don't believe that we can because we, we're all doing the best that we can do with what we've got, the knowledge we've got. You, you know, that whatever, you know, some people may not have had great parents, but those parents were doing the best with what they had. And that's all we can all do is just, but, but the more we get, the more knowledge we have, then we can, we know more. So we can do, make different choices. And that's, so there's no blame within it or no one's at fault. And, and it's just that, the choices that somebody makes when they're speaking about themselves, whether consciously or subconsciously, then that's a choice that they don't realize that saying, oh my gosh, I'm an idiot, is something that then the body then owns at some level. Or they go, oh my gosh, I'll do stupid things. Some level that's owned. And then when you know that you start, that you, know that you can start listening for that type of language then you know that you can then make a different choice that you then don't you can not you won't necessarily do that and know what i mean so it's not um yeah it's a choice not a blame yeah i mean the the idea of saying that it's someone's fault isn't isn't something that that I believe either, but it's something that mm -hmm. some people might put on themselves, you know? So it's not like, mm. um, it's, it's not something that, that I actually think, but I do think that there are people out there that do actually 
blame themselves. They do actually put that, they do, they do go that far. You know, it's not just a case of responsibility. It's not just a case of, I made that choice and now I'm sort of living with the consequences. It's to take it one step further and say, you know, I did this, it's my fault. So it's not, mm. it's not something that... It's not something that, that I'm an advocate for either, but I do think that people do go down that road reasonably quickly when, when they sort of put the, the dots together a little bit. So yeah, just thought I would make that a little bit clear in case, in case you think mm. you're sort of blaming the whole world for, for everyone's problems. But uh, yeah, what, what, what are the things that um, I'd like to talk about is, is this idea of people pleasing as well. So it's something that you mentioned and what, what, what are the things that, that I sort of observed as well is it's about how how important the person is and how that then sort of translates into wanting to do something for them and there is a bit of a there is a bit of a complex way of looking at it that the way I sort of see it which is if it's your like if it's people that you meet on the street and you just say hey to and they just move on right you don't really you don't really do whatever you can to please that person in, in that moment, you don't like adjust all your behaviors and everything all, all the time to try and please them as best as you can. But things like your, your family or your close friends, because they're, they're more important to you, like they're, they're, they mean more, the connections are stronger. There is that argument for you, you do more to try and please them, whether it be, you know, maybe it's like this idea whereby you sort of please them, but it's easy to do. Like you're able to please people and please yourself at the same time by doing the same things, if, if, if that makes mm. sense. So, so you can do something that you want to do, right? You do something that you want to do for you, and you realize that it pleases the important people in your life at the same time. In, in, in the way I sort of see it is that's kind of the ideal situation whereby you're able to do something that's in alignment with, with who you are that also happens to vibe positively with the people that you spend the most amount of time with. But a, a lot of people do tend to, I don't know whether they, they don't really trust themselves enough to, to do things for them a little bit, knowing full well that other people will be happy as well. Or whether they're just not sure or there's this element of like, because it's not, it's not something that we know. It's not something that we're certain of. Like we don't know if we do this for us that other people will be happy as well. You know, it's almost like we're not sure if if it is a two way street to a certain degree. But uh, yeah, that's sort of the way sort of the way I sort of think about it. But what sort of thoughts do you have? Yeah, I I agree with that. And part of the I think that the way to differentiate with the people pleasing that I was talking about as well is when you're feeling it's a commitment and it's something that you should do or you have to do and not want to do and I think that's the big thing if you're feeling that it's draining you and it's something that you go oh my gosh I've got to go and do that now and I and you're really begrudging having to do it but you still go and do it because and there's a couple of things at times you've got to, do, you know, that you, 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 even if you don't want to, you go do it because the person is so important and, and you know that it will bring them pleasure by you doing it. But the people pleasing that really drains your energy are the, are the times when the people expect it and don't appreciate it and you don't want to do it. I think that's where that's 
it, it takes your confidence away. It drains who you are when you're feeling obligated to do something. The person does not appreciate it and you you become lesser because you haven't stood your ground and said, no, this isn't a great situation for me to be in. When I'm doing this, I feel that I'm less than who I am. So what, what are your thoughts on this idea of having like strong relationships with, with people that can be friends, family, partners, whatever the case is, where like, because you, you want to please them because they're important to you. But then I quite like that, that when you said that it still shouldn't drain you either way. Like if, it, if, you feel, if you feel bad about the fact that you've got to do things for them, then it's, it's almost like it's, as you said, it's kind of like it takes away from who you are to then go and do those things and you, you don't look forward to it. Maybe it drains you when you do do it. Maybe they then don't appreciate it. So it's almost like this like downward spiral, if you will, if you don't want to do it, it drains you when you do do it and then no one appreciates you after you've done it. It's, it, it doesn't really paint a very good picture, does it? No, and it does. It takes away that level of confidence of that, it, it, it's all those things that you said, you know, right, you said right at the beginning is that chips away. They're all little things, but they chip away at your own self belief in your, in yourself, you know, and that's just one little component. And something I've noticed that I've been training a new person. Uh, I'm actually, as of in two weeks time, I'm retiring from my uh, sales manager's role. So, and after being with the company nearly 21 years, which is pretty exciting actually. Yeah, yeah. And the, yeah, the roles have changed around. So I'm, cha I'm training an account manager at the moment. And, and I, she, she did compliment me on how patient I am with the training and, and that she keeps apologizing. Oh my gosh. I'm sorry. I'm, didn't mean oh sorry I got that wrong I sorry sorry and it's really it's it's I'm saying don't apologize you know it's but it's that apology mindset that that we get into when we start to lose that belief in ourselves as as well and, and she's struggling through some other stuff at the moment so I think it's being projected into this where she's apologizing for not being as what she would think that she would need to be as good at she's just learning it my goodness me you know it's it's what she's learning it, it is a lot of information to take in but it's I, I I really noticed it then I've been listening for it to see who else does it I tend to do that you know, if I hear something then I listen to where else it's coming from it, this this apology thing and it's it, it's why 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 do you why do we do that it and when you listen for it michael you, you cannot believe how often you hear it you know if it was a, a genuine thing like i've it turned up late somewhere then of course i'm going to apologize but but it I, that comes out so easily for people so again that makes you feel less than what you you can be as well so is there is there any advice you would give to someone that's in this situation or <clears throat> is there any any way that you could tell that you actually got things lined up in the right way? So 
I mean, it, I know that in a perfect world that you, you, you surround yourself with people whereby it's effortless and if anything, you feel good about doing things for people because either you're appreciated or it's almost like you've got this like push and pull where they do things for you as well. And it's almost this like co-created type thing as opposed to it all just being one way. We could talk about this massive utopia of everyone being happy together constantly if you want, but um from the first instance at least it doesn't seem very practical to to cut everybody out apart from those people because chances are you might not be spending your time with a lot of people that way so mm. are there any practical guidance for people that are in this situation or is there a particular scenario whereby you would say that you're actually making progress and doing things in a, a more effective way yeah if I think again, it's loving yourself as your first love and designing the comments and the, and the language that you speak to aloud or to yourself is probably the things that you've got the most control over because if there's other people around, as you said, that you may not be able to change that situation. If you're working in a place that you hate and you, you know, you're, you're around other people that, that you just don't want to be around, but you can't avoid them, then you, it's that language that you talk to yourself and you know i've always sort of said there's three responses to any situation one is you can move away from it two is you can confront it or three is you change your attitude towards it and the only one we really have control over is our response or attitude towards that and that's the same as that attitude towards ourselves if we really want to gain that level of belief in self and self-worth and confidence and to boost ourselves up and where we you know, respect ourselves on all levels is to change that language that we have with ourselves. And it's not using, not cutting ourselves down. And I think apologizing all the time is one way to that we're cutting ourselves down. But it is, like I said before, that language, you know, we and we throw up their throwaway lines, you know, I, I, you're a goose, you always get that wrong, you know, it, it are little simple things that we will say and that they do, they do, do, they erode who our level of confidence every time, every time we say something like that. So I think the first thing, start listening for it. Or, and have people around you that you love and trust and, and who love and trust you and ask them if to let you know every time you say something like that. You know, ring a bell, say a code word like pineapple or something really weird that's going to change the, change the situation. But then let them identify and let you know when you're using, when you're speaking to, to yourself about yourself like that. Are there any um, <clears throat> phrases perhaps or maybe a set of questions that you'd recommend for people that even as you say, it's about getting there in increments. You can't like, sort of completely turn the, the dial completely because you've got a lot of things that, that are chipping away potentially every single day. So how can we start to like not just prevent things from being chipped away, but start to gradually build up this idea of being more confident in ourselves and valuing ourselves a bit higher? it's a couple of quite simple ways one is uh, great to gratitudes now and i do this before i go to sleep every single night and 
I fall asleep before I sort of hit gratitude number three, but I'll, you know, say thank you. I thank you for the opportunity that was today. And I'm like, I'm really grateful that on the way to work, I got all those green lights. It certainly made the journey really easy. And I'm really grateful that when I was walking on the street, all those people smiled at me. That just made me feel really great. And I'm really grateful. And then by the that time I've said the third one, I'm sound asleep and but saying gratefuls and because it's not just saying the gratefuls, it's looking for things and seeing things that, that us might be so small, but we, and we just don't, we've noticed red lights, but we don't notice green lights very often when we're in traffic. You know, the, the things that, so looking for all of those green lights around the people that have smiled, it's been a, it's been a good day. It's you walk past and everything's in bloom at the moment or, you know, depending on the seasons, everything or the leaves are all turning or really seeing it and saying, Oh my gosh, I am grateful to be able to see that. That is just amazing. It makes you feel really good inside and it boosts that level of there's, there's little things that, that are just so positive in your life, you know, that, that you don't have to wait until you've won the lotto or you've, you know, you've lost the five kilo or whatever it is, you know, there's all these things happening all the time that will bring you pleasure. I've been doing an Instagram post and I'm up to day 895 of grateful. So just finding things and, and because it's Instagram, you, you're taking photos of things that you grateful for and you and then you so um you go i go looking for things every day too wow i'm so grateful i just actually here sitting in front of the tvs one night you know <laughs> it's a nice night to veg out or something you know whatever it is it's <laughs> yeah i mean one of the um the things that i i heard somewhere is um to do with complaining i think as well is that if if you go down the negative road your brain actually makes it easier for you to do that so there's this idea of, um, I, I know one of the principles in neuroscience is what fires together gets wired together, which basically means that the more they fire at the same rate, the more they are connected and the stronger they then become connected, which basically means the more negative you are, the easier it then becomes for you to be more negative and it gets even easier then for you to become more negative and you can see how this goes, right? But <clears throat> it seems like the spiral can also happen in a positive way. Is that, is that the sort of yeah. thing you're going down? Absolutely. Um, that's exactly what I, and they, as you said, they've, they've proven it in science. It's, well, they synops, uh, not synopsis, that's not the word. Um, there's a word that's like that, but as you said, that they connect together and they'll go seeking out the other little positive ones and go, Oh, that's a little positive thought. And, and they all go looking for those positive thoughts or negative thoughts in, in the downward spiral. And, and that's why, you know, it, it's hard for people when they're down to, to, to think differently because they're looking for more fault or more problems or more of that negative. But yeah, it's definitely proven in science, as you're saying that, that you, and you can do it exactly the opposite. The other thing that uh, is fabulous to do too is affirmations. It's just saying and having a belief of it and, and really owning it. You can say, you know, I'm, 
you could say, look, I'm amazing and, and everybody loves me and I've got a wonderful business and my life's just rolling along perfectly. Now, you could say that and you just might not feel it. And you might not feel it the first time or the second time or the third time. But if you start, but if you start really owning the affirmation that is things that you could sort of physically get into your into your uh, body and it becomes and it's a belief as well you know that you can say um, I, I am happy and I'm just loving where my life is progressing you know so something that you go that's more real that but it's better to own it as well to to, to and if you can't do it to start with and sit and focus and sit in a presence of you know the, whatever that is you know that, that every time I every time I you know every time I touch something it just seems to go the right way you know little things like that and to use those affirmations regularly daily and just to choose a couple that really work for you and to affirm them all the time it just changes your mindset and so much that you then it's the law of attraction what what you put out is what you get back one of the um, the things that used to used to I, I wouldn't go as far as to say frustrate me, but it definitely rubbed me up the wrong way initially when it came to affirmations. Is people were were saying affirmations that were like very very difficult for them to achieve, as in like mm. unless unless a miracle happened, they probably weren't going to get there, right? Like it, it seemed it seemed a little bit airy fairy in the first instance, but then when I realised that there are people out there that are getting results simply by affirming maybe two or three steps ahead from where they are now, and then when they mm. get there, they then affirm another two or three steps ahead. So there's this idea of this gradual progression. There's something that's a little bit of a stretch, but if if you had it on your mind all the time you're more focused <clears throat> and then you're then more likely to achieve it i'd imagine so there's this idea of affirming is is great if it doesn't make you feel bad as a result like i'm i'm a big believer in setting goals but if you set a goal look at it and go that's never going to happen <clears throat> that's probably not a good idea for you to set that goal in the first place so sometimes as as we sort of alluded to in the beginning it's not about what it is that we're doing it's about how what it is that you're doing makes you feel like going back to the people please and you can you can please people if you want as long as it makes you feel good and they feel good and it's more of a mutually benefiting experience rather than you feeling awful because of it and then they probably don't recognize the fact that maybe you, you've drained yourself to do that thing and they've not really appreciated you for it so it's almost like we need to be a bit more in tune with the way things impact us the way things influence us and the way things can make us feel as well yeah exactly right and that's what i love about that as what you're just saying and and what i was saying as well with those affirmations and and it is the same exactly the same with goal setting you know if they've got to be somewhere with it they've got to be realistic at, at some level and that's the same with an affirmation is you know i'm feeling really happy and i'm and I'm loving where my life's moving forward to. You know, that's affirmation. That's a big step for some people, but it's it it's not unrealistic for because it's placing it that it's moving in a direction that they wanted to go, rather than you know that I uh, I, I you know a I'm a winning scientist and I've just invented something. You know, that that's it may be totally unrealistic to think that, or I've but 
but again, it's that law of attraction. What you put out is what you get back. It's like finding the car park at the shopping centre. It's that level of expectation. And that's another really big thing, Michael, is that level of expectation. And that's a bit where that apology thing comes in as well, is that I have a high level of expectation that things will flow beautifully, that they'll be smooth and... Look, I've done a lot of travel and it's it's something I've been really fortunate, blessed with over the last 20 years and been able to get to a lot of countries. And But every time I travel, everything just goes amazingly well. And and you know, things that I was in, who was I, in Washington and I'd, we went, we asked the concierge where we should go and, and so it's my a friend of mine and, and another couple and they said, oh, you've got to go to uh, Blues Alley. There's a, there's a lot of jazz clubs there. So anyway, we get there, we line up, we, we get in and we're lined up and we're asking people why we lined up and they said, oh, this incredible singer, He's, but it's all sold out. Anyway, as we're going to the gate, I spoke to somebody who came out and I said, oh, we're from Australia. We're looking for tickets to this. And they said, oh, wait, wait. When they see the manager, just um, see him on the way in. Anyway, when we went in, we they just moved us in and sat us at the table at the front of the room. You know, okay, this is great. <laughs> we didn't end up even paying. We just got tickets. And and, and it, was, it just works out. You know, we're in Africa and then you, you don't get to see leopards very often and and just went oh no guys today we we're going to see leopards it's going to be an amazing day and we saw leopards and this two beautiful mother and daughter and and they're running about two or three meters away from us and and it was all the other vehicles had gone it was just our vehicle there and walking on the indianapolis track just happened to turn up on one of the three days of the year that you could just randomly, randomly do it. But again, walking through and the security going, how come you're here? And we just said, oh, we're from Australia and we're here. And they went, okay. You know, it's, it's that level of uh, the persona that you meant, well, that's okay, we're fine, we're meant to be here. But it's that level of expectation that there's so many people, travel is a great one because so many people go, uh, they travel and they go, oh, everything always goes wrong when I travel. You know, they have that mindset. And guess what? It does, or they find it does. Whereas I have people that now, other friends, say, I have to go with you because every time we go away, something unique happens. You know, it's just, it just does. It can get crazy, can't it? Mm, but it's just that, but it's within life. It's that, it's that expectation that, that things are going to run smoothly. Yeah. And, and, and it's so many people go, oh, no, I'm, you know, and that's that worry comes into it too. That's another big thing that erodes our confidence is worrying about stuff that you cannot have any effect on at all. You can't, my mother-in-law used to worry about me that because I didn't worry. She That's what she told me. She said, I really worry about you that you don't worry. Well, I can't change anything by worrying. So it was crazy. It was just absolutely crazy that she would do that. But she saw that that was a worthwhile use of her time. Mm. It's not, yeah. So how, 
this is quite a big question now because I'm aware that we're, we're about to transition into more about what you do. So how mm-hmm. does this impact women when it comes to speaking and I think it was like selling their vision as well. So how, mm-hmm. how, how do all of these things, I mean, you can go on a bit of a, a tangent or you can go off by yourself if you wanted to go down a bit of a, a rabbit hole if you want to. But how do these things impact women when it comes to speaking and sharing their message? One of the things that I find a lot of women when they go out in their own business, they have an amazing business idea that often nobody knows about it. And if they get the opportunity to speak at a networking event, they've got their 60 seconds to stand up and pitch. They'll be focused on the technical part of the business and and not on themselves. And most people want to know about the person and not about the product. And the reason that people in their own, women in their own business in particular don't speak about themselves is because they are very, it's, I find it really interesting that if someone works for another company, they can easily do telemarketing and sell, but as soon as it's their own product, they, they have a lot of difficulty doing it. And it's usually because if somebody doesn't buy, it's because they feel it's because they don't want them as opposed to the product it becomes a lot more personal, but it's, when women can learn to share information about themselves within their business, then they actually build up a better connection. But because that takes a bit of confidence to do that, they're more likely to talk about what their product might do. So if they've, if they're a, you know, selling beauty products, then they'll be talking about what the beauty products could do can do rather than you know i i started doing this because uh i saw that it was a a way to get an extra income for myself and they and you know to personalize it so they they tend not to do that so using you know a lot of those confidence things that we've been talking about is taking little steps and getting that message really clear and concise and it's the same with you know public speaking as well is not having that confidence to do it because with, and this is the big thing, we think we're going to say the wrong thing. And who knows what the wrong thing is? That, that's the really crazy thing, isn't it? You know, yes. who else knows what the wrong thing is? Yeah, it's, uh, it's interesting you say that because it's amazing how, how that translates across into to how guys feel as well. I know it's probably maybe less so, or maybe it just depends on the situation. But I know that even guys sometimes feel like that, whereby they don't want to say the wrong thing. But then <clears throat> what tends to happen then is it's almost like, it's almost like with certain people, it, it's fine. But then there are certain people when it does matter. And I think it does bring sort of go full circle with this people, please. And then this idea mm-hmm. of, well, if they're important, to you yeah? like the sort of social connections quite strong right best friends or spouse or partner or whatever the case is that is probably more so down that road whereby you do worry about what people think but is that mm. is that something that just women experience because i mean i, I know no. there's, there's been certain moments when i felt it and i know there's certain moments when there are a lot of guys that i know have felt very similar as well so is there anything I know you mentioned that that's not the case, but is there anything that you would say was more specific around women than when it comes to, to these sorts of things? 
Yeah, I had an interesting conversation with someone the other day. And I, look, I work with a lot of male clients as well because, again, that level, that level of confidence and being able to communicate well, it, it goes right across the board. It's just that I've sort of tend to, have tended to gravitate to mostly coaching women. But I was speaking to this young lawyer the other night and he is doing some free work just to get some training and a, a lot of young lawyers who graduate have to do that to get some experience. And he was asked to create a spreadsheet as part of what he was doing. And he said, no, I'm here to learn to be a lawyer. I don't need to learn to create a spreadsheet. Now, we were at a dinner and there were five business women around the table and the five of us to, to, or every single one of us said we would have created the spreadsheet and and then have felt less or angry because we were made to do something that we didn't think was what we should be doing but he spoke up about it and I'm I'm a mother of two 30 year old men and they speak up and whether it's all men or more so male than female but I've shared this story a few times now and the men I've shared it with have gone really the women every single one not one of us said that we would have stepped and even myself we would just done it we just done it whereas he really stood his ground and that's the really the you know and even when I'm thinking oh, I just would have done it yeah but when he's it really challenged me as well I'm thinking wow um is that different then because that's just him or is that just is more of, or of a male thing to do that uh, i think if if you're sort of asking me as obviously i'm i'm a guy right mm. so i, I can share yeah. the, the same sort of thing i think i think it depends on the moment as in how can I explain it? I'm, I'm quite a calm person day to day. I'm not someone that gets very emotional about things or gets quite irate about things generally. But if something does like press my buttons, so to speak, if something does like rattle me in a not so great way, then I can speak up if, if I need to. But then there's this element of like, well, how bad would it have been to just put the spreadsheet together and then just carry on being a lawyer. Like, it doesn't mm. sound, if from my perspective anyway, it doesn't sound like a big deal, depending on what the spreadsheet was, right? It could have been, mm. it could have took weeks, could have took months to put the spreadsheet together. Meanwhile, he's wasted that time that he could have been spent being a lawyer. So mm. it totally depends on, <clears throat> on the actual thing at hand, whether or not it's justified. Because if, if you go in wanting to be a lawyer, again, using the example that you gave, and you've got to spend a, a month or two putting a spreadsheet together for them when there's somebody else, probably an admin or someone that's actually paid to do that job, that they could probably do that job as well. And you could go and be a lawyer. But the, the idea is that it, it depends on how, on how you weigh up the situation. But having said that, I know guys that would blow up a a anyway, you know, like mm. I'm a lawyer, I don't do spreadsheets. That's, that's kind of the way it, it would work. But I also know plenty of, of women that would do the same thing. So is, is it, it seems like it's just a personality trait as opposed to 
like splitting it through gender it seems like it's splitting it through personality instead like it's almost like it's more it's more objective than that as opposed to like to say well you're a guy therefore you should be able to speak out and, and you're a woman therefore you you're not you're like, kind of not allowed you know mm-hmm. but it, 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 i don't think it's the case i think there are personality types and i think that that sort of moves away from this idea of guys do this and and women do that but again just kind of thinking out loud women might have a more predisposition to a particular personality type so it might actually be that women are more likely to have that personality than than not but again i don't know it's not something that i i really dove into but it's something that i could see being the case because it is something that does go across a lot of different genders and it just seems like there's a bit more to it than just breaking it down through a gender. It seems, at least to me, that it's more of a personality type, and I think anybody could have it. Yeah, and look, and I agree there as well. And I also think it's a bit of an ageist thing as well that the the uh, Gen Gen Ys and Gen X tend to be, in general, a little bit more assertive than the baby boomer generation and more of those people were in that because it's just more of what they've done you know you just follow the rules it's there's a subject that i speak on it's a totally different thing on spiral dynamics and it's more of that the follow the rules stuff than than the generation that's coming that's gone through following so that's a really a whole different conversation uh, yeah, the yeah. Pro- yeah, the program I work with is covers five components and the acronym is SPEAK. So it's, it's about, this S is about stepping out of your comfort zone and that's really what I encourage people to do is find something that they haven't done that, that, that bothers them and, and have a go at it and try and find something every day for a month and just build that confidence muscle. And the P is for personal power. So what sort of language are you using towards yourself? How are you speaking to yourself? What sort of negative thoughts do you have and recognizing them and then switching them around? And the E is to how to express yourself. So again, using... In, when we're talking about building coffins, so the expression part is using that right language to yourself, but also using the, the gratifications and the affirmations. And A is, you know, how do you attract other people around you that are going to be the ones that you want to hang out with? You know, so you're saying you may not be able to remove people, but if you change the way you think, I guarantee that you will then attract other people who are, more of that positive mindset it, it it's it's natural it's just it, bec- it becomes something that if people see that in you then that's definitely what you attract and then the k is to kick goals actually take action just stop thinking about doing things and just do it anyway because it, it nobody cares your the biggest way to grow is to make mistakes if we just did everything perfectly all the time then we would not grow at, bit but if we try something and make a mistake and we learn from it i did a whole uh, webinar the other day on mistakes and and the benefits of it so you know just take action and and sort of don't worry about the consequences just just do it and and uh say a bit like the the jim carrey movie you know where he says yes to everything yeah yeah is that it no 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 the yes man the yes man 
and he actually oh, okay, he's yeah. got this really boring life and then he does a you butte motivational thing and, and has and says yes to absolutely everything and he gets himself into a little bit of trouble but oh my gosh he learns to fly a plane and speak a foreign language and treat people really well and build amazing relationships so yeah you have to have to actually kick goals you have to take those steps so that you know what we've talked about and, and is the program whether it's public speaking or the sales component or the confidence building it all fits under those steps yeah it's, it's amazing it's amazing what can happen when you start saying yes i think i'd have to uh definitely give that film a watch because um, it's amazing what can happen when you start saying yes as opposed to no so yeah then that's that's an amazing way to to round things off if someone wants to find out a bit more about you janine where can people go this is your chance to share websites or social media so go for it Okay, uh, I've got a website and it's um, speechperfect.com.au and it's got a list of different workshops. It also has dozens and dozens and dozens of blogs and on a, whether on confidence or public speaking or on sales. I ha also have a podcast called We Are Women and in the podcast I interview women who've got really interesting topics of value and so supporting women whether it's physical health mental health business health and just great ideas on how to support themselves so they're not going they're not doing it alone which is i think that's something that we need to be aware of we don't have to do it ourselves and you can always email me on info at speechperfect.com.au i'm on linkedin i'm on facebook um, as i said on instagram all under speech perfect i'm pretty easy to find that way so check me out all right well we've got one last question. Thanks for sharing that for me, Janine. And this is a question that I ask everybody. So we've had answers ranging from funny to serious. And right. it doesn't have to be, doesn't have to be what, what we've spoken about either. So it can be about mm -hmm. anything. It's more about you than what we've spoken about. And it's, what would you like the world to know about you that it doesn't already know? Well, what I like the world to know about me, but they don't already know is... Oh, I'm thinking of some naughty things, but I just don't know whether that's really the right time to share them. Look, <laughs> yeah, look, I'll share, I'll share this one is, I, I mean, I live in Queensland, so we've got a swimming pool in the backyard, of course, and there's nothing I enjoy more than, and it's got a fair bit of privacy around it, is just, you know, on the floaty in summer with a, a listening, reading a book and and listening to some music pumping pump through and just doing this old skinny dipping in the in the pool so is that uh, that's something that yeah, I think my, my neighbors might know i don't know but i don't think so <laughs> i think about something naughty first but i don't think that's probably the the right place to share it no it's it's amazing what <laughs> amazing what direction people can take the answers when, when you ask the right questions sometimes yeah 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 so we are right. in a plane we are in a flight path though so i'm light plane so that's true yeah that's very true all right janine thanks for being a guest on the show for those of you that are listening make sure you subscribe so you don't miss out on any future guests make sure you you can check us out on facebook if you need to as well and janine thanks for taking the time to be a guest on the show i'm sure we'll keep in touch thank you very much michael it has been a pleasure i really love sharing bye <laughs>